Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you today, Lord God. We thank you that as we gather together here, we're glad that you're in the midst of us today in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you that right now we ask the Holy Spirit of God to anoint our ears that we might hear with some, with some intelligence in the name of Jesus, Father God. Anoint our eyes that we can see and behold the beauty of the glory of God. In the, in the written word of God. And so we give you praise for it. And we, the redeemed of the Lord, says amen and amen. Amen. All right. In this class here, in this, in this session here, in these three weeks, uh, we're dealing with leadership. And uh, uh, we're talking about today, we're going to talk about the responsibility of leadership. Okay, you as a leader need to know and understand that you have responsibility. And when you fail to do your responsibilities, it's a shame upon the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a shame upon us. Amen. So you got to understand that you have uh, responsibilities as a leader. Now, how many of y'all remember what we said the word leader means? We said that the word leader, the leader means what? It's one who leads after God's own heart. Now, I want you to notice the first part of that definition of the word leader. It says that one who leads. Is that not right? All right. We said that a leader is one that leads after God's own heart. So the first part of that, it says that one that leads. All right. Now, we need to talk about what is it that a leader need to lead in. You see, we says that a leader is one who leads after God's own heart. But we need to find out what is it uh, that a leader is supposed to lead in. All right. And I'm going to give you three things that a leader is supposed to lead in. And these three things are very important. OK, three things that a leader are to lead in. OK, number one. The first thing that a leader ought to lead in is that he ought to lead in the physical support of the pastor. Okay? The physical support of the pastor. All right? Now, I'll give you an example of that. Go to Exodus chapter 17. Let's look at that. At Exodus chapter 17. Are you there? Okay, and uh, and verses 8 through 12. Uh, all right, let me just read it. Uh, then came Amalekite, and he fought with Israel and reprimanded them. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men, and go out and fight with Amalek. And tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and fought with the Amalekite. And Moses and Aaron and Aaron, they went to the top of the hill. And it came to pass that when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalekite prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it up under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and stayed up his hand or held up his hand the one on one side and the other on the other side and his hands were steady until the going down of the uh, of the sun now here we see right here that notice that uh, I put Moses as being the pastor and then Aaron and Aaron and Aaron they became the, uh, uh, they were leaders they were the helpers and so when Moses arms got tight uh, they begin to uh, assist uh, Moses, is that not right? See, they assisted Moses. When Moses got tired, listen to me, they came and did what? They came and assist him. So we can say that a leader ought to lead in the physical support of the pastor. They came in and physically supported uh, Moses, is that not right? Listen at this. Notice that when Moses got tired, they didn't say, well, Moses tired now, it's time for us to take over. They didn't say that. 
They said, our man to God is tired now. And so what we need to do, we need to aid and assist him. We need to hold up his hand. So the first thing that a leader needs to lead in is that he needs to lead or he or she needs to lead in the physical support of the pastor. Amen. All right. See, you're not to yeah, you're not to start confusion and all that type of stuff and gossip and criticism in the church. What you ought to do is that you ought to lead in, in physical support of the pastor. You ought to aid and assist the pastor physically and helping him do the work that God has called him to do. How many of y'all understand that? Amen. So I submit to you that a leader is supposed to lead in physical support of the pastor. That's the first thing that you ought to lead in. Number two, the second thing that a leader is supposed to lead in is in financial support. Everybody say financial support. Yeah, you're supposed to lead in the financial support of the pastor. Look at Titus 2 and 7. In Titus 2 and 7. Okay. In Titus 2, look at verse number... Look at verse number seven. And all things showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. Notice what it says in verse seven. In all things. Everybody say, in all things. Say it again. Say, in all things. Showing thyself a pattern of good works. All right, notice he says that in all, all things, Paul was telling, Paul, Paul told uh, Titus, he said, in all things that you ought to show yourself a pattern, you ought to show yourself an example. So if Paul says in all things, then all things that we ought to be a pattern, we ought to be an example. So all things have to include financial support, have to include finances. He says that you as a leader ought to show yourself as a pattern, as an example, in all things. So if we're going to be an example, we got to be an example in all things. And one of the things that you as a leader need to be an example in showing a pattern of, and that is in financial support of the pastor. So everybody say financial support. That's right. If you're going to lead, then you must lead. To, you must learn to lead more than in just in the position that you hold. You must also lead financially. And that's one of the things that I bring down hard on, on people that's in the helps ministry and my leadership. I say it's one thing for you to lead in the position that you have in the church. That's fine and good. But then you ought to also be the first one to lead when it comes to any financial matters in the church. If we got a project going on, the first one that I expect to give is my leaders. See, those are the first one that I expect to give. Why? Because uh, Paul says that, says the titles. He says, listen now, you are you as leaders ought to be an example, ought to be a pattern in all things. See, it's one thing for you to represent me when you stand up in your position and hold your position. It's one thing for you to represent uh, me as the pastor. You know, that's fine and good. But OK, when we have a project and it takes finances, then I'm looking for you to do the same thing that you do in your position. I'm looking for you to lead in financial matters in the church. And so I expect all of our leaders and, and people in the helps ministry, when we have a project that we're trying to get done and is dealing with finances, I expect my leaders to be the first one to lead in there. See, they have to be in leadership position and lead more than just the position that you hold. See, anybody can, can hold the position, but then this is where we find out where your heart really is. Are you that same way when it comes to financial matters of the church? 
Amen. And so one of the things that the second thing that you ought to lead in as a leader, and that is uh, financial uh, leadership. You ought to be able to lead when it comes to financial matters of the church. You know, and so that's why when uh, when we have uh, about to approach a, a project or we're about to do uh, something new in the church, that's the reason why I gather all the leadership and all the helps ministry together first. And I tell them what is about to take place uh, within the congregation. And then I tell them financial wise, I will be asking for uh, monies and I'll be trying I go right ahead on and tell them the exact amount of money that I will be asking for. And I tell them exactly. Now, when I get ready to do this, I I expect for my leadership when I ask, uh, all right, who's ready to, to plant uh, into this project? I expect my leaders to be the first one to jump up. I say, in fact, I, I expect for you to just run up there in the line and just ready to give your money. Why? Because you're a leader. You setting a pattern. You setting an example for the rest of the people that are sitting out there in the pew. And if you can't lead financially, then you can't lead no other way. It's easy for you to sit around and tell somebody else what to do and all that. But then when it comes financially, you want to take the back seat. No, the same way you take the front seat in your position, you need to take the front seat when it comes to financial matters in the church. You see, that's the reason why we always look over our leaders before we point anybody in the leadership and helps ministry. Because we tell them that's one of the ways that you got to lead. And that's with your finances. See, and if you're going to have any problem with that, we don't need for you to be a leader within our within our local church. Why? It's because if you can't lead financially, you know what you're going to do? You're going to you're going to try to get the rest of the leaders to do what you do. Amen. Why is it always that it's money? Why is it always we got to do this? Why is it always that, you know, we ain't no bank. We're not saying, you know, but well, I mean, I know how people talk is because I used to be out there and I used to do the same thing and say the same thing. <laughs> You know, and so and so and so uh, we always I always tell them that, you know, if you're going to be a leader, you gonna have to lead more than just your position, you know, and telling folk, you know, this and that, you know, you got to lead with your pocketbook. You got to lead with your finances, you know, and so we always ask them that. Do you have a problem with that? You know, because if you got a problem with that, you know, maybe leadership position ain't for you right now. And <laughs> see, because when we put out a project, everybody has to be on one accord. And especially the pastor in the leadership and those in the health ministry. Why? Because they're the ones that ought to be in a pattern and an example. Isn't that right? Amen. That's why I'm the biggest giver in my church. I tell, my, I tell our leaders, I, I don't expect you to do nothing that I don't do. You know, when we start a project, I'm the first one to start off, you know. You know, I tell them, I say, well, uh, tonight, just like when we started our, uh, when we got ready to purchase our building, uh, purchase the land that our building was on, we was purchasing 33 acres of land. And I told them that the land that we saw, and I told them how much it cost. And I told them, I said, the reason why I'm telling you this is because I know your faith is not there yet. I said, but that's all right. By the time we get ready to do everything that we uh, are ready to do that God have us to do, your faith will be there and everybody will be on one accord. I said, so first thing that we did, that me and my wife, I said, now, before we talk to them about this land, let's get our money together. You know, what, what are we going to give toward the land so that we can be the first one to give? And then we decided that we was going to give $10,000 to the land. So when we had that meeting with our leadership, I told them, I said, I have a $10,000 check that me and my wife are going to give. We're going to make the first deposit with this $10,000 on it. And then plus, I'm going to give what I'm going to ask you to give. To make your pledge. See, I told them, you're not going to make your pledge. 
I'm going to make your pledge for you. In other words, I'm going to tell you how much I need for you to give. And so then I begin to tell them as leaders, this is what I want you to give. And then I say, the membership is going to give this, but the leadership is going to give this. Why? Because the Bible says that you and I in all things show thyself a pattern. Make thyself an example. Isn't that right? So we got to make ourselves an example to the rest of the people that are in the pew so that when they see you, they'll be motivated by our giving to want to give right then and there. And that night that we did it at, at church, after I had the meeting with our leadership, and that night that I was to address the, uh, the church, I did it on a, on a Tuesday night. And that night when we all came together, I told them about the purchase of the land and what it was going to cost. And I had already had a meeting with my leadership and my helps. And so and they had already ready to know that I was going to give the $10,000 uh, to it. And so when I, uh, when I announced it that night at the church, uh, that very first night, we took up $120,000 on a Tuesday night for, uh, for our property. And I think that was pretty good, you know, just for them, just hearing me talk about it and I, I, and uh, and telling them what the pledges was going to be and things like that. You know, and I told the married couples in our congregation would give X amount of dollars. Single people in our congregation would give X amount of dollars. And then I told them what our leadership was going to give. And then I told them what we as the pastors, my wife and I was going to give. And I'm telling you, after we had that meeting that night, we sat down and they counted the money. I mean, we was counting the money as people was bringing it up, taking their name, how much they give. And that night, on a Tuesday night, we took up $120,000 within our church. I mean, that's pretty good on a midweek service, don't you think? You know, that's how excited they got is because I had already informed the leadership. I had already informed the helps ministry. You see what I'm saying? And we showed the congregation that we are a pattern or an example. So one of the things, the, the second thing that you have to lead in as a leader is how? Financially. Everybody say financially. financially. That's right. All right. Now, it's the same thing. I'll give you an example in the Bible. It's the same thing that happened with, uh, that happened with uh, David. That David began to uh, tell them about building the house of God over there in First Chronicles 29, 3 and 5. It should be there on your thing. He began to tell them about uh, building the, the, uh, uh, the house of God. And David said in verse number five, he says, now who will offer willingly to fill his hand? The living Bible said it should be on your trans on your outline. Uh, 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 the living Bible says now who will follow my example of giving? Y'all see that? He says, who will follow my example of giving? And the Bible says that the people began to give just like David gave because they knew that David was their man of God. They knew that David was their leader and, and that he was anointed of God and that God had placed him under their leadership. And so they also, they gave right along with David. And that's the way uh, we do it all the time. All, all the time we do it like that. And so we teach our leaders that you have to lead financially in order to be a leader within the walls of the church. You got to be able to lead financially. Everybody say financially. financially. Okay. Now, let me share with you what happens when leaders become a patterns or example in giving for the congregation. Verse 29 over there, it talks about how all the people rejoice because they gave willingly. See, 
See, when you begin to lead financially, all the people will begin to rejoice because they'll look at you and say this. Listen, look at the leadership in our church. Look at how they uphold the pastor's uh, arms. And so therefore, it's easy for the people to join in when they see leadership. What makes it hard is when they see somebody, they say that they're a leader. And then they, 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 they step back and talk about the other part of the leadership to try to get other people not to do what has been, you know, what has been given them to do. I mean, you know, it, it causes confusion in the church. It causes division in the church. And that's what makes a church weak. And that's what we have to do. We have to, we have to stop people in leadership position making the church weak. And so that's why you have to check with leadership all the time, man. You have to check with them all the time. I have more, lead, I have more meetings with my leaderships and helps than I have with anybody in that church. Because they can, they can either bless the church or they can curse the church. They can either bring the church up or they can bring the church down. Only by the words that come out of their mouth. That's why I'm funny about leadership. I'm very particular about who I place in leadership in my church. Because if you're going to be a hindrance to me, then you're going you to slow me up. See, and I don't need to be slowed up. I'm slow already. You know, and I don't need nobody to help slow me up. You, you know what I mean? And so, and so I'm very particular about uh, leadership, you know. And that's why we have a, a waiting list of people that, you know, that they say they want to be leaders, you know. And, uh, you know, I told my wife, we don't have to rush to put them in a leadership position. I said, some of them probably won't even be around long enough for them to be in leadership, you know. Because they just thinking that, you know, I just want to be up front so somebody can see me. See, and it's more than that. It's, it, it, it's more than that. You know, you got to have the pastor's heart, spirit. You got to love him, man. You got to be willing to give him your last dollar in your pocket. Look how they look. They got right sad when I said that. <laughs> I said, you got to be willing to give them the last dollar in your pocket. And, see, and, some, of, and some of them dropped their, their eyes, went like that. You know, see, that shows you right there. Your heart ain't right. Your, your heart ain't right. Why wouldn't you want give to give the man to God your last dollar? I would. I would give my man to God. I would give my spiritual father my last dollar in my pocket. And I, I wouldn't think twice about it. And my wife know I would. See? See, that's the same example it was in the Bible when, when Elijah the prophet came and told that woman, he says, now, hey, 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 before you die, how about give me that bread you got? <laughs> Isn't that, wasn't that her last? Huh? And, and what happened? When she obeyed the man and God and gave her the, her last, the Bible said that her cruise oil never ran dry. Every time she went in it, she was preparing to die, but she lived. Her and her sons. Is that not right? And so when I said to give your man to God your last dollar, you ought to be willing to give your man to God your last dollar. You drop your eye, and I'm trying to tell you, you'll live if you give him your last dollar. It may be your last dollar that you see for that day, but I guarantee you throughout that day, God will make a way because he saw what you've done. See, if you don't believe that stuff, that stuff don't work for you. See, I believe that. See, I believe that. See, and so that's why I believe that as a leader, you got to lead financially. And that's one of the things I talk about heaven because you're going to always have projects going on in the church and you're going to always need to have your leaders and those that are in health ministry to back you up. And so as a leader, you got to learn how to lead financially in every area, you know. Amen. Amen. 
When I talk about television ministry, I mean my television bill, good God, at the end of the year, I mean, it costs a lot to be on television. And, and my leaders take care of that. They, 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 they take care of that. You know, and I don't have to go around begging them and ask them. It's just things that we talk about. And I told them we have to show ourselves an example. Amen. See, you got to love the church. You got to love me and love the church, Amen. man. Amen. See, if you if you have hearted about your church and you up one day, you love pastor the next day and you could kill him the next day. This ain't the place for you. Amen. <laughs> Honest to God, this is not the place for you. This is not the place. You got to know that my man to God is the man to God and he won't take advantage of me. I don't care. I don't care how it is. I just trust that my man to God will not take advantage of me. And if he do, God can deal with him. That's the way you got to be when it comes to your man to God. You can't have no doubt about your man to God. The place where God placed you, you should have no doubt about that. God set me in this place. He, he set me here for a reason. He set me to physical support my pastor. He set me here to financially support the, the work of God in this church. And I got to know that. I got to know that. See, I can't be guessing whether or not this is where I'm supposed to be. If you've been here over six months, listen to me, you ought to know by now this is the place you ought to be. Amen. And so that shouldn't come to, you should never have to question that. As long as you wake up, you shouldn't have to question again, am I in the right place? Now you are not that dunce. If you've been here for six months, you know that this is the place to where God bought me and I am not going to leave come hell or high water. Amen. This is the place where God set me. In other words, if God puts you in this place, this is the place to where God wants me to set my roots. This is the place to where God going to cause me to grow out into the things of God. And so I need to make sure that my mind is clear, my heart is right, and I'm here to stay. Good you got to make that stuff up in your mind. See, that's why it takes a long time for you should, to just appoint people to leadership. See, people come in and see, and they don't really, you know, they think it's a show thing, you know, just showing themselves off, you know. And I, I say, I'll show you how, how you want to show yourself off. Show me your money. <laughs> show me your money. Show me your money. You know, it used to be a thing, show me your money, you know. Show me your money. You know, not just with words, but, but show me your money that you really love this place. Amen. See? And that's how you know whether or not what type of leadership you got. These three things that we talk about a leader ought to lead in, you can tell right here and there whether or not you got good leadership or not. All you got to do is just look around and begin to judge yourself and you begin to look at mm, what they do when we have financial problems. Is it always we ain't got? Every time I ask our leaders for something, I know they don't have it. I told them, but you got faith. What the heck you think we teach faith for? You got faith. Why, why do you why do you think why do you think why do you think you come, you know, you said I come to a word church. Yeah, well then we ain't got it. I didn't have the money for that land over there. And you know, 34 acres of land. 34 acres of land with a handful of people uh, to us that look like a giant. I said, but we got faith and our faith will always kill the giants. Amen. Glory to God. Isn't that right? I said, our faith will always kill a giant. Isn't that right? David showed you that. Is that not right? He faced Goliath and Goliath was a giant to that little shepherd boy. Is that not right? And it wasn't a rock that killed Goliath. It was a covenant that killed Goliath. He had a covenant with God. Isn't that right? I'm a old boy. And it was a covenant that killed Goliath. And then you know what David did? I thought, you know what David did when he killed Goliath? How many of y'all know what David did? What did he do? He 
did what? He took his head off. He held his head up and he showed you how to get ahead in life. He showed you how to get ahead in life. Obey your man to God and he'll show you how to get ahead in life. He'll show you how to cut the giant's head off. Isn't that right? I said, isn't that right? I'm telling you the honest to God truth. If you if you love your man to God right, you support him uh, physically, support him. You financially support the work of God. I'm telling you, he'll show you how to get ahead in life. Glory to God. Amen. Isn't that right? And so every time I ask our leaders to do something, I know that they don't have the money, but I always tell them, we got faith though. Glory to God. We got faith. And when we got faith, glory to God, we got everything we need. Amen. 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 It's faith that pleases God. And because we don't have it and we got faith and we please God, we can get anything that heaven has. If we need money, glory to God, he'll give us, listen to me, he'll give us ideas of how to get that money. Yes. We got faith on our side. Amen. And you, God, and faith, honey, we can do a lot. Amen. 34 acres of land, it, it's easy to get. And we got it and paid for it. Glory it's paid for. I ain't talking about we building over there on land that ain't ours. It's our land. Amen. It's paid for. All 33 acres paid for. Amen. See? Because we had faith. Amen. And because the leaders led, and led financially. And then they, uh, they, they, they lead and, and, and physically supporting us. Physically holding up our hands. See, but you got to know that this is the place for you, you know. Another thing, this is just off the records, and I, I just found out too, I ain't got to let you out like that. So let me just kind of share a little bit, you know. I've been letting you out, you know, like that. I might hold you today. It's Valentine's Day, and so I'm, I'm going to say a little something. Let me tell you something. And you know what I get out of my leader's head? Now, this ain't, this ain't got nothing to do with the death. Let me just tell you. You know what I get out of my leader's head? Just because you learn it in the Bible, the word of God, don't mean you called to preach. Amen. Amen. That's what I tell them all the time. You got a preaching problem. You think you called and you and you're not. You think because you're learning stuff that you call. And all it is, that's the way you're supposed to be when you go to the right church. You're supposed to know certain things. You're supposed to know the Bible. I said, so just because you know in the Bible don't mean you called to preach. Amen. If you come to a word church, you're supposed to know the Bible. Amen. You're supposed to know how to get your prayers answered. Amen. I mean, that's just things that a natural believer ought to have happening in his life. That don't mean, you know, I'm called. Pastor, you ain't called. <laughs> Just because you, you know some scriptures and, I mean, you know, you got some prayers answered. You suppose that that's supposed to happen to you as a believer, honey. Amen. You go to a word church that's teaching the word. Amen. You know, well, why would God call you and then don't tell the man whom we set over your soul? Amen. That don't even make sense. Now do it. See, but see, you thinking, hey, I'm trying to hold me back, Pastor. You're trying to hold me back from my ministry, you know. You're try see, them kind I don't have in leadership positions. Because I, I tell them this now, if you don't trust God to speak to me and let me know whether or not, listen, if God call you, God can come and tell me because he, he set you up under my leadership. And if God calls you, he's going to want me to do the right thing by you. 
So he's going to have to inform me. Amen. Hey, you tithing every other week and talking about you cold. You know you ain't cold. <laughs> you can't even get God 10%. Amen. Huh? You can't make it to midweek services and you cold. You can't be on time and you cold. Come on now. Amen. I've been cold and, and it, it didn't go like that for me. And God got a pattern. He got a system. Is that not right? That's why he got these 66 books. Because it's his pattern. It's his system. That's right. Amen. See? So I said, if you got a preaching uh, problem and you're looking for a pulpit, you're in the wrong church. <laughs> so we need to get that clear right away. See, I'm not going to be your springboard. Amen. You know, hey, I'm just here because, you know, you, you know, I, I'm cold, you know, and I'm going to do everything, you know, when I'm going to preach. <laughs> Pastor, when, 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 you know, when, when, when you can tell people, never, <laughs> never. See, and you had to get that out of their mind. Amen. That may not happen between a white church, but a black church is like that. Now, I don't know why. I'm just telling you, in a black church, it's like that. They think, boy, they learned some scripture. And that, that, that pastor holding me back. He holding me back, baby. He holding me back. And they'll go home and the wives will talk about it. And that wife be saying to myself, I, I, I know he ain't called because he ain't even treating me right. <laughs> Honestly. And they'll come and tell you. they come and tell you. Honest to God, wives have slipped and told me, pastor. Pastor, I ain't going nowhere. That boy ain't ready. That boy ain't called pastor. He looking at the glamour. He think he's seeing it. He like them suits you wear, pastor. That boy ain't called. I, I'm serious they told me that. You know, and I, and I, I just tell him, I, I know, I, I got it. I got it. You know, and I tell him, no, 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 no. See, they got a pulpit problem. They, they want to preach and they want to use your church. See, and you can't have people like that in leadership position. They will tear your church up. Amen. I ain't kidding. You know why? And then the first time they get up, they're going to always go beyond what you tell them to do. They're supposed to do A. Them rosters going to do A, B, C. Call a healing line. They're going to prophesy. They're going to call a healing line. They're going to cast out demons out of folk that ain't got demons in them. They're going to do it all in one night. In one night, they're going to do everything in one night. One night. They, they can't wait to get up there. And in one night, they're going to have a crusade. In one night, prophesy, casting out demons, going to heal the sick. I mean, I, I'm telling you, they're going to do everything in one night. In one night, because they think they it. That's why you got to be kind of careful with your leadership. Come on now, let me get on back to what I'm doing. All right, so we're talking about things that, that you're supposed to lead in. We said, number one, the first thing a leader's supposed to lead in is what? Number two, a leader's supposed to find it. Number three, come on, let's get to number three. Okay, that's the third thing that you as a leader ought to lead in, and that's in prayer support. As a leader, it's important that you lead in prayer. Don't y'all have corporate prayer here at this church or, you know, corporate prayer? Every leader ought to be, your pastor say, y'all don't even come. Every leader ought to be at corporate prayer. Amen. How can you lead in prayer if you're not at prayer? Come on. That's right. See, you really don't want to be, you really don't want to be no leaders. Come on. 
See, you just want, want somebody to say, ooh, did you hear Mike? Ooh, you, yeah, yeah, uh, you, you, you hear Katina? I mean, Katina, I'm preaching tonight, I'm preaching tonight. I mean, that's all you want. And somebody tell you, oh, yeah, you put it down. You get it, you put it down. That's all some people want. Now, they don't know nothing about understanding about being no leader. You know, they're using their leadership position for the wrong thing. See, and see, you ought to lead in prayer support. See, I, we, we, had, we had prayer meeting early this morning. Early this morning. And, and I, I have it like that for a reason. I make them get up early in the morning. See, anybody can come at prayer at 11 o'clock during the day. What about 5 in the morning when it's cold? <laughs> see, I'm going to see where your heart is. You talking about you, I mean, you, you, you talking about you, my leader. I mean, you know, then the leader, you ought to be an example. Let's, we having prayer 5 a.m. in the morning. See? And they right there. Right there. Prayer support. I know where can you lead in prayer? You won't even come to corporate prayer. And all the people looking at you, where, where, where are my leaders? Oh, they just leaders when it's time for them to do something and somebody where they can get a pat on the back. You know, I tell my leaders all the time, I ain't going to be coming to you every minute, every time you do something. Did a good job, did a good job, did a good job, did a good job. You ought to know I love you. And if you can't tell I love you from a distance, you definitely won't know I love you close up. <laughs> uh-uh. You know why I treat them like that? Because when you say you are a leader, you're an example of me, and I ain't babyfied. You ain't going to be babyfied. You're going to be tough because you're a leader. Jesus was tough. You got to get tough and stop thinking every little time you do something, somebody got to come and say, oh, what a good job you done. What a good job, Brother Mark. What a good job. You ought to know you. if you did a bad job, you will see pastor. If you don't see pastor, you ought to know automatically I did a good job. How you know pastor ain't said nothing? <laughs> when pastor say something that means I ain't do a good job Amen. Amen. I don't want no leaders that, 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 that if something happened you, you, I mean something happened to, to me and my wife and the church fall apart I ain't building for pastor I'm building for the next generation I gotta have some leaders that know how to handle things if something happened to me Isn't that right? See, I got in place. If, if something happened to me and my wife, I got in place. Who going to take charge of the church? And all the church said amen to it. Amen. We ain't going to be back here fussing and fighting. You don't put too much doggone money in this place to talk about let it go down the way. Talking about where the path to go. Now who we going to have? I don't know. We going to bring somebody in and let them preach a week. Ain't nobody coming in there preaching. They going to take right off the way I'm going. I told them this. Do one thing for me. What is that, Pastor? Moan me for 30 days while I'm going. Just moan, we miss Pastor. After 30 days, get through crying, dry your eyes and say, let's get up and go. That's the next man supposed, supposed to lead us to where uh, God wants us to go. That's right. You want no baby leaders? See? And see, you show me something when you don't show up for prayer. What are you doing at prayer night? You know it's prayer time. What are you doing? You know you're supposed to be at church for prayer. I, I'm just wondering what's going on in your head. It's prayer time at my church and I'm a leader sitting at home watching Matlock. And I'm a leader. 
And then you think I want you to get before the people and talk about you got something to say? You ain't got nothing to say. If you can't leave with me in prayer, you can't leave with me in nothing. And prayer don't cost you nothing but time. See how we just messed up in our heads? Messed up, man. And that's why the church so weak and poor, man. And that's why folk run from place to place. Every little thing, you know. I thought you were going over there to Pastor Whitfield. Well, I'm going down here now, there. <laughs> I thought you were going to New Life Christian Center Pastor Sam. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I ain't looking for no church like that. No, no. <laughs> what kind of church? What kind of church you looking for? Somewhere where I can rule. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, where, 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 no, let, let, somewhere where my gifts can be displayed. Yeah. That's what they say. And so I be serious when it come about this thing here. Press support. Turn to Romans 15:30. Just turn over there right quick. Let me show you what it says in there. Romans 15 and 30. Are you there? Notice what he says. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me. That you strive together with me. Where about? Y'all ain't there yet? In your prayers to what? To God for me. Paul is telling them, strive with me in prayer. Come and join me in prayer. All leaders ought to join their pastor when it's time for prayer. Amen. Amen. You know what I mean? I don't want no group talking about you, my leaders, when it's prayer time, I can't find you. So how do you have a voice for God? How is you going to help me? You can't even pray with me. And I know if you ain't praying with me, you definitely ain't going to give me none of your pocketbook. You ain't going to financially support me if you ain't praying with me. If you can't pray with me and that's free, you ain't going to be free enough to give me what's in your pocketbook if I need it. You can only do what it takes to where you can get the glory. To where you can be seen. See, and that's where the problem with leadership comes in. At. Everybody want to be seen. Everybody want to do their own thing in another man's church. No. And, and I, just, I just teach our leadership and help ministry that. that listen, that, that, that is, this, is, this is not a church like that. It's not a church like that. Amen. And the first thing I ask them is this. How many of y'all think you call? You know, and I tell them, all y'all, we don't need you. Because you're going to give me problems because you think that. You got wrong motives. You got wrong this. You got wrong that. And you're going to be a hindrance to us. You know, I want them to just, them to just say, yeah, pastor, make me a leader and I obey. That's what leadership all about, man. Just obeying your man to God. And you, you being an example in these three things. Number one, I'm going to physically support my pastor. Number two, I'm going to financially support the church. Number three, I'm going to be there for prayer support. Amen. Whenever my pastor needs, I'm going to be there. That's what a leader does. So when, you, when I stand up and pastor give me something, you know what you're supposed to be reflecting? You, when you say you're leaders, pastor with you. Yes. Pastor with you. Like I tell some of my leaders, where you get that from? You ain't get that from me. I ain't never done no stupid stuff like that in front of you. So where, where, where do you get that from? You know? So I tell them all the time. Hey, some of my leaders, they used to come to church on Tuesday nights, you know, uh, on their jobs. 
They got these little corporate jobs, you know. And on their jobs, they can't wear blue jeans. And they'll come to church and wear blue jeans. And I said, wait a minute, come here for a moment. I asked one of them, you know, one of them, one of them working corporate, you know, I asked him. I said, on your job, I said, I thought you told me, I said, you can't wear blue jeans on your job. No, pastor, they won't let us say, say they won't let us. Now, I don't care if they wear blue jeans on our church through the week. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I just asked this particular person one time. I said, you don't wear blue jeans on your job. I said, well, where are you coming from? I said, when you, when you come to church, or where are you be coming from? I, I be coming from uh, work, and then I stop by the house, and then I come to church. I said, well, I want to ask you a question. Why is it that when you come to church on Tuesday, you dress down? She said, huh? I said, why when you come to church on Tuesday, you dress down? You didn't wear blue jeans to work on your job, but you took the time to go home and change and put on blue jeans and come to church. Why couldn't you come to church with what you had on that you wore to work? I just, I just want to know that. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with I, We let them wear that. I, I, I just want to know that. Sh- share with me your thinking on that. Why? Why did you do that? Why? Why did you dress down to come to church and dress up to go to work? Is your natural life more important than your spiritual life? You know, I, I, I just uh, uh, and then I, I get it, Pastor. I get it. See, if I go to work one way, I'm gonna come to church either a better way or the same way. You, 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 you understand what I'm saying? But I ain't going to go home and dress down to come to church. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Amen. You know, and I just wanted to know your thinking on that, you know. And she said, I, I got it. I got it, Pastor. I, I, I got it. You know, I, I, I got it. You know. And so I, I, just try to, I just try to show them certain things, you know. I, I, try to, I try to share with them certain things so that they can get the heart of the ministry. So that they can do these three things right here. Because listen to me, as leaders, we need for you to lead in these three things. See, we believe that God sent you here to physically to support us. We believe that God sent you here to financially support us. We believe that God sent you here to prayerfully support us. See, we believe that. Pastor, believe that's what their leaders are here for. We just believe that. See, and so these are the things that you got to do. How many of y'all understand that? Are, are y'all all right out there? Amen. That's pretty good? Amen. Have I made you mad yet? No. Oh, well, it's good if I make you mad. It don't matter. It's a good thing. So every leader should come to, every leader should come to prayer, man. Every leader should come to prayer. You know, every leader. See, over my leaders, I got a head over all my leaders. And I do a lot of talking with him, individuals, share with him, and then he go back and he share stuff with the other helps and ministry team. And then my wife is another one that I share a lot with and she'll go in and she'll share certain things with him and, uh, and uh, stuff like that. But I always keep it uh, to where I got somebody open so they can tell me how they feel. See, you know, because sometimes I want them to, I want to ruffle their feathers sometimes. Why? Because I want to see how they're going to think. See, I need people around me that can think. Amen. You see, people think, you know what? People actually think I'm smart. People think I'm smart, but I'm really not smart. It's the people around me that's smart. Amen. I'm telling you, it's the people that I have around me that's smart, and I got enough sense to use them in the right capacity, and so they make me smart. 
I'm serious. They make me smart. And people actually think he's a smart fella. I say to myself, huh, huh, you wrong as wrong ever could be. It's the people I have around me. They make me smart. My leaders make me smart. You know? So, so, so that's why I have to talk to leadership like that. I spend a lot of time with my leadership. A lot of time. I have breakfasts with my leadership. And sometimes I don't talk about nothing. I just have breakfast with them. We, we will come to the church and get in the fellowship hall and we'll just, we'll just have breakfast. Don't cost nothing. nothing. I, I take care of everything. I just have breakfast. with. We just need to just get together and have breakfast and talk and just fellowship. Nothing in particular. Well, you know what I'm getting used to? How to be around me. And then I listen to their conversation. I tell my wife, uh, what do you hear over there on your side? She said, hot air. Said, what do you hear on your side? I say, nothing. You know, but it's good. It's just good. You, you, you know what I mean? It's just good. And sometimes they ask, Pastor, what's the purpose of the meeting? Nothing, just to be with one another. Just want to be with you. So that you can get to know me and to feel me. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So that when I say something to you, you know, I ain't trying to hurt your feelings. I ain't trying to get nothing out of you. See, I'm like this. I ain't going to try to beat you out on nothing. I believe that the God in me can express what I need to make you want to give me what I need. So I ain't going to try to beat you out of a dime. I ain't got no tricks. I ain't got nothing. This is what married couples need to pay. This is what single people need to pay. I ain't got no tricks. I ain't got nothing. Either you do it or you don't do it. That's the way it flows. You know? And then I always ask them this now. Before you make a judgment, let me say this to you. How come you wouldn't do it? Just tell me one reason why you couldn't do it. I already know you ain't got it, but I do know you got faith. So if you got faith, you can believe God for it. And since you and I pray together all the time, and the Bible says that the prayer of the righteous man availeth much, you can pray and get what you need. So I count you, you in. Amen. See that? That's why you got to be at prayer. See, I know that you're a righteous man. I know you ain't got it. You got faith. But I know that if you pray and tell God, God, you put it in my hand that I get this $2,000 so I can put on this land here. Because the prayer of the righteous man availed much. And I know I see you at prayer with me. I know you're a righteous man. I know what you ask for. You can receive. So I count you. Amen. I said that money is good as had. Right. See? But you can show up for prayer. I said, don't count them. Don't count them. They ain't got the heart of the ministry. Don't count that person. Do y'all understand that? Amen. But it's fun being a leader, though. Honestly, it's fun being a leader. I know I was one. <laughs> it's fun being one if you get it. Now, let me give you three words, and then I'm going to let you go. Three words. Three words that are important to you as leaders. And they are important. You're going to have to know the definition of these words. Okay? You're going to have to know the definition of these words. I'm going to make sure I ain't skip nothing that, that you're supposed to be getting here. Because i just been talking. And, okay. Three words that are important to you. <clears throat> the first word that is important to you as a leader is the word respect. Everybody say respect. Respect. All right. Definition of respect. Showing honor to those who are called to aid and assist you. That's what respect means. Showing honor to those who are called to aid and to assist you. you. Got that? Listen to this. Before you do anything for God, 
you must be respected. See, you, you got to be respected. You can't demand people to respect you. See, respect is done out of the contents of one's character. See, the people at my church respect me because of my character. I can't demand them. I can't make them respect me. They respect me because of my character. My character is what I really am. So that's why they respect me. Y'all understand that? My character is what I really am and what people really think about me. That's what my character is. So the people respect me because of, or because of my character. Or what I am and what people think of me. You know, and, and respect is something that you got to have among the congregation. See, the congregation ain't going to have no respect for you when they show up for prayer and you don't show up for prayer. The congregation ain't going to have no respect for you when they the ones that's reaching out, trying to do all they can to help financially. And you sit back talking about, I ain't, I ain't helping in no price. I always project, project one thing. If it ain't one thing, it's another. See, you ain't going to get no respect like that. See, you won't, you won't get, you won't get respect like that. And so, and so, and so you have to, you have to show honor to those who are called to aid in this issue. That's what respect means. You know, you can't make nobody respect you. Okay. Number two, the second word that's important to you as a leader is this responsibility. Everybody say responsibility. That's right. You as a leader, you must learn to be responsible. See, listen to me. You're not responsible when you don't show up for prayer. You're not responsible. Okay, let me give you the definition of responsibility. Important. You have to know these definitions. Responsibility is the ability to meet one's obligation and to carry out their duties without supervision. My God, if, boy, if you can ever get that to working in leadership, you got something. It's the ability to meet one's obligation and to carry out their duties without supervision. Carry out your responsibilities and your duties without somebody always looking over your shoulder, telling you, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you get this done? Did you do that? Man... You know, as a leader, you got to be responsible to carry out, uh, carry out your, your responsibility, your duties, the stuff that you're supposed to do. You know, nobody has to come in and ask, where's the cameraman? Nobody has to come in and talk about, oh, where's the people that's supposed to be there? Where's the men of valor? You know, uh, you're supposed to be carrying out your responsibility as a leader. That's why I always say that a pastor should never have to ask, where are their leaders? Where, where, where are my leaders? Where are the people in the helps ministry that's supposed to be doing all this stuff? You know, where, where are they? You know, you can't be sitting at home. You know? You know what I do when I find a weak area in my church? Like prayer. It was a long time. We used to, uh, now we got about, I say we got about 75% of the people show up for prayer. That's bad, though. We ought to have 100% of the people showing up to pray. See? We ought to have 100% of people showing up for prayer. We got about 75% to show up for prayer. 
And when I see something like that, you know what I do? I start having them more often. Why? Because that's an area we need to work on. And we've been working on that area ever since we've been a church. That, that, that prior, I don't have problem with the, I don't have problem with the, uh, with, with, with most of the leaders and those that are in health ministry. I have problem with those that's in the pew. Because a lot of those in the pew, they come from places that they ain't never been to a church like that. They used to go into a church where, you know, everybody do their own thing. You know, everybody got a word. Everybody, you know, that's, where, that's, that's how they come, you know. You know. I mean, I was up there preaching. One guy sitting up there, not, this been not too long ago. Something told me, just, just I, I thought something was wrong with him. I told the usher, find out what's wrong with him. I mean, the person kept raising their hand. Every time I say something, I'm, I say, I know the guy know I see his hand up. You know, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, something wrong with him. I told the usher, ain't hey, hey, that guy. See what, see what that guy. And then, and, and then uh, he just stood up when the usher was coming over there. And he told me, I got a testimony I want to tell you. Right in the middle of me teaching. He got a testimony. I said, bro, we don't do stuff like that here. We all got a testimony. We don't do it here. You know? He said, well, you know, the Spirit of the Lord moving, and I figure I'll tell my testimony. <laughs> I mean, he just thought that's what, that's what you do, you know? And I told him, maybe we might have one. You can tell the testimony on New Year, maybe. I don't know, but, you know, if we had it, you know, but uh, <laughs> you can't do that here, you know? It's just a lot of things people don't know, man. You know, and so and it's a lot of things people don't know about their responsibilities as leaders. They don't know they're supposed to do their. How many of y'all? How many of y'all in here in helps ministry in here? Everybody in here in helps ministry. Ain't it? Okay, how, how many of y'all been present for your duties since this year came in two thousand and four? How many of y'all been present for everything? Raise your hand. See, okay, that's pretty good. That's, that's, that's pretty good, you know. But areas like that you need, to, you need to work on, you know. I had a meeting with my leaders a couple of days ago, and I asked them, how many of y'all been to every service since January, since December 31st? How many of y'all been, how many of y'all been to every service? You know, we had about mm, 85, 90% of the people been to every service. Then I had all them that been to every service go sit on one side of the church, and all the ones that didn't been over and over there. And I talked to all them ones that didn't, that weren't there. And I asked them, why wasn't they there? And, and, I, and I'm looking at it, and neither one of you got a job that will keep you from out of there. So, so why was it that you weren't there? I said, and that be the same way how the devil comes in and get a, a place in your life. And that you bring the other team down. Because we're a team member. Everybody got, what makes us a better team is when everybody work together. If the other 85% can come, I need for you to, you know, come on up and join the other 85% so that we all can be here. I said, and every time that we have church, your church ought to be filled. I told people, if you come to church, our church will be filled. The reason why it ain't filled, because you don't come to church. If you come to church, we, you'll be filled. If you come to church, you'll look around and say, hmm, I ain't know we had that many people. That's the truth. If everybody come to church, you'll look around and say, I did not know we had these many people. But when you sit around and you got 15% of the people at home watching Matlock, the other 20 out putting on nails and weaving hair. Boy, you got, you got something on your hand. <laughs> the third word, 
Listen to me. You'll never be a successful leader if someone had to stand over you to make sure you carry out your responsibility. Listen at this. Remember when I talked about respect? Listen at this. You gain respect by the way you carry out your responsibilities too. That's important. How do you gain respect? We gain respect by the way we carry out our responsibilities. That's how you gain respect. How you carry out your responsibility. Say this with me. Say, I gain respect. By the way I carry out my responsibilities. I'm telling you, that's how you gain respect. How you carry out your responsibilities, that's how you gain respect. And the last word we're going to talk about today is that word loyalty. Okay? Let me tell you what loyalty is. Now, you won't find this in Webster Dictionary. You know, I got a little doctorate degree. I don't ever use it, but I got a doctorate degree. And so I'm a doctor. I, can, I got a right to make up some definitions if I want to. <laughs> so let me give you a definition of loyalty and that is this stand in the place God put you in that's what I call loyalty stand in the place that God put you in see that's what loyalty is all about I'm standing right here where pastor them put me I'm a man of valor. I'm standing right here being on my post when I'm supposed to be at the time I'm supposed to be. I'm right here. So why? So I can be counted loyal. I'm a loyal, faithful servant. Okay? Stand in the place that God put you. The reason there's a lack of loyalty among leadership is because of that spirit of deception. Oh, man, look at you. You ain't got to do all that. Pastor don't even recognize you. He very seldom speak to you. That shows you right there. I'm shining, boy. I'm shining all over the place. I'm telling you, see, what we think that what makes us shine in the world don't make you shine in the body of Christ. You see? And so, and so you know, if you just learn how to stand in the place God put you, I guarantee you, man, somebody don't recognize you. Somebody looking off and saying, hmm, every time I see that lady, she's always in place. Mm-mm. And when they need something, you know what they think about? What's that, what's that young lady name right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get her. Why her? She's always in place. She's always on time. She's always, he's always, you understand what I'm saying? Stand in the place God puts you. You know, and if we can get that, if we can get that in leadership, in the leadership, we'll have a, a much stronger, stronger church, man. You know? And if all of y'all show up for prayer the next time y'all have prayer, watch how many people come to prayer. Because you'll start walking around and start telling the sheep, hey, I'm going to see you at prayer. And when they say, well, I don't know, come on, man. I'm going to see, come on, I'm going to see you at prayer. You know what? You can influence them to come to prayer. Amen. That's what I tell our leadership. You're an example. When you talk to somebody, you say, hey, man, I see you at prayer next time. Uh, you know, next time we come together, be at prayer time, I see you at prayer. I don't think I'm going to be, come on, man, come to prayer. You know, and I thought, okay, okay. Since you said, all right, man, I see you at prayer. See, you done changed their thinking about coming to prayer. See, that, that, that's, that's how you do See, that's what you're supposed to do. See, you can't do that. You're talking about, uh, uh, Matt, I'm um, seeing you. <laughs> Pastor, I ain't, I ain't coming to prayer. I, I won't be here at prayer night. Oh, <laughs> uh, why? Well, I mean, you know, I got something to do. Every time they tell me stuff like that, I got something to do, I say, stop lying. If you had something to do, you would tell me exactly what it is. I wouldn't have to ask what you got to do. You, you saying that, you got something to do, it ain't really nothing. Whatever you got to do, when I say it ain't nothing, 
Whatever you got to do, you could do it after prayer or the next day. Amen. It ain't like it's something that's got, if I don't do it right now, oh boy, my family going to lose out. No, you can do it the next day. I had people got in their own business talking about they couldn't come to prayer because you know my business. I said, boy, if you don't stop lying, I'm going to curse that business just to show. I said, let me tell you something. If you in your, if you in your own business, you set your own hours, you can do what you want to do. Amen. Don't come telling me nothing. You own your own business and talking about I can show up for prayer. You ought to show up for everything. You the owner. I mean, you, who can tell you you can't go? You own your own business. No, just say, you. I, I don't like prayer. Yeah, a lot of folk don't like prayer. They don't. They don't like prayer. That's why, that's why it's the weakest night of anything that you have in the church. That's the weakest night. Ain't it, Pastor? Hardly nobody. Ain't no, people just know they don't like prayer. But they like their prayers to be answered, but they don't like prayer. You know? And so, and so, and so, and so we have, we have, we have problems with stuff like that, you know. That's why you have to be careful about how you pick these leaders, man. And seeing you leaders, that's why I'm talking to you like that. So that you can change. You ought to be the best doggone leaders uh, uh, anywhere, anybody around here got in a local church. You ought to be bragging about your church. I asked the folk, you mean to tell me you ain't told nobody about our church? You ain't bragging about our church on your job? When I walk on your job, they ought to know, that's Susan and pastor right there. How you know that he talks to you? They talk about him all the time. Listen at that voice. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, ain't you Susan? Yeah, I am. See? Talk about him. You ought to be the best leaders in town. I'm telling you, the best leaders in town. And leadership bring folk to church. When the last time you bought somebody to church? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, another thing I'm going to put into my leadership thing, I, me and my wife have been talking about it. You know what we're going to put in there? Every one of our leaders is going to have to be able to stand up and show me some fruit. Huh? Show me some fruit. In other words, show me who you bought in this church, whom you mentor, until they got strong and they bought somebody. How many people did you bring in this church last year? I, all I want you to do is just bring one. Show me one fruit that you bought in the church and they stayed and you said, I mentored them until they was able to stand on the word of God until pastor could get to whatever problem they was going through and they fed the word of God and pastor, here's my fruit for the year 2004. How many people did you, did you bring in? How many people that if you were to go to heaven today, how many people that God would say you bought into the kingdom or into your local church and that they, they, they got born again and you nurtured them? How many you bought in? See? See, it's more to it than just you standing up letting somebody see you. It's what you do in a church as a leader. You know, I told my wife, we've been talking about that. I said, I'm going to ask my leaders, hey, is there anybody in this church that you bought in here that you mentor? You just, if you didn't, then everybody, all my leaders will have to get one person born again, a sinner. Not somebody from somebody else's church, a sinner. Somebody that just outright don't know God. Bring them to the church. 
You get them born again out in the street, bring them to the church, and every time you come to church, I I'm going to tell them this, every time you come to church, you ain't got to sit in no assigned seat. Sit with the person that you, that you nurturing and bringing up. And at the end of the year, we want to see, now, where's the people that you bought into the church? If you just bring one, we can multiply the church. No, I got to preach on me. The preacher, I ain't got time for all that stuff. I just want to get back. When you gonna let me preach? When you let me preach, Brad? I can do a better job than that than pastor. That was one guy. One guy said that to my daughter. Didn't know it was my daughter. He said, "Oh, he ain't teaching that right. I can do better than that." <laughs> he didn't even know it was my daughter. Just joined the church. And told my daughter, I, he, he ain't doing a good job. Oh, no. And my daughter said, oh, he was back there just, just quoting scriptures when you were preaching, daddy. <laughs> she said, he was back there just quoting scriptures. Say, say, he finna go here. And said, every time he said, you finna go to a certain place. She, she said, you were going somewhere. She said, and I got right tickled at him. Say, he was back there just talking. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know he would go from him. He's just talking, you know. You know how you be beside somebody in church and they're just talking, thinking the pastor's going to go one way and he go another way. Say, he was just a talking. He was just a talking. He was just a talking. <laughs> You know, and I told him, I said, that's because he's just a baby. He, he don't know. He, you know, he don't, he, he don't know. You know? That, that's, why, that's why you and I got to be right. Amen? But I think y'all are strong leaders. Every now and then, you know, you have to get a little spanking. It's good for you. Remember when our daddy and mama spanked us? Wasn't it good for us? Yeah, it was good for us. Might not have been at the time, but later on down the road, when you got grown, you said, My dad, I'm glad you beat that hind part back there. It was good for me. <laughs> God bless y'all. I look forward to seeing y'all. Well, next week is my last week. It'll be the last time that I'll be with y'all next week. So I'm looking forward to my last, my last day with y'all, okay? Y'all have been an experience to me. <laughs> yes, sir. Wait just a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to miss you next week. I'm going to be in the Congo. Oh, yeah. You're going to be in the Congo, huh? Yes, sir. Congratulations, man.